What's going on, fatherhood fam? This is your boy, Chalmer. Um, Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm stripping back everything. Um, There will be no uh, food for thought intro, no theme music, um, no background music. Um, I'm not going to have any uh, guests or or features of someone I'm interviewing. And you might be asking yourself why. Um, Because today's episode, I'm just going to focus more on me as a father. Um, I've been receiving a little bit of feedback from uh, a, a viewer or someone that was connected to my youngest brother. And he said that he wanted to know more about who I am as a father. And I thought to myself, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Why? Because we, we follow people all the time on social media and we want to know more about them on a personal level, not just their profession or career or what they do for a living. And so I'm going to talk about today um, myself as a father, my personality, my joys, my struggles, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and and why I decided to start a podcast. So sit back, enjoy, and I'll be with you momentarily. Thanks for holding. You are now listening to Fatherhood Fridays with your host, Chalmer, and we are doing a episode all about me, myself, and I. Who am I as a father? Oftentimes, we follow, we follow people, and we want to know more about who they are, not just what they do, um, but who are they, um, who, who are they, who are they following exactly, and so that's what today's episode uh, will be about. Um, I don't do this too often, probably do it every once in a blue moon, but I do feel it's necessary. Um, but before I get into that, wanted to just get a few thing, a few announcements out the way. Um, if you would like to send a message, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, uh, go to anchor FM, uh, type in fatherhood Fridays and click on the tab, send a message. If it's under a minute, I will listen to it. Um, and I would love to hear from you. Also, if you would like to send a donation of any kind, whether it's a, in between a penny and a hundred dollars, you can also go to anchorfm.com, type in Fatherhood Fridays and uh, click on send a donation. Uh, either one is totally optional and it would be greatly appreciated. Now, let's get to me who am I? What kind of father am I? That's the question that um, I received from uh, my younger, uh, youngest brother. Uh, it was either a co-worker or a friend. Um, wanted to know more about who I am as a father. And so I wanted to take that time and, and just take you on a journey of my fatherhood and who I am. And so um, I, I think it all begins, I'm not going to go back too far, but I'm going to go back, uh, to when I had my first child. Um, I am married. Um, I got married at 29 and I had my first child at 30 and, and the year was, uh, 2013. And so, um, before that time, um, you know, I, 
looked at myself as, uh, you know, pre- pretty uh, mild-mannered person, uh, you know, was doing comedy, uh, was a local comedian, used to go around telling jokes um, on the side as I worked and, and just enjoyed making people laugh. Um, in the midst of that, I was also uh, attempting to uh, deepen my relationship with God, but was kind of on the fence, play, trying to play two different worlds. And um, instead of being true to who I am, was just trying to act one way uh, in the church and another way when I was um, at these comedy clubs and these nightclubs. Um, and so uh, as I began, uh, as I got married um, and time went on, and time meaning 20, 2012, 2013, because um, I got married in 2011, December of 2011. And so as time went on, I, I realized in my heart, I, I, I looked more of a hypocrite and I, and I couldn't play both worlds. I was either going to be true to who I was as a Christian or um, just be a full-time comedian and let it all hang out. And so um, I think no matter who you are, you have to be true to who you are. Um, and you have to uh, 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 be okay with that, no matter the backlash, no matter uh, the applause. You got to be true to who you are. And I just felt in my heart, I was true to my uh, making people laugh, but I wasn't true to my identity. Um, and my identity um, wasn't, wasn't totally took root in Christ. And so um, I had my, um, shortly after my wife uh, getting married in December 2011, we had a kid, um, which was my firstborn son, uh, about a year and nine months later. So September of 2013 is when I had my first child. And just like most men, you're working, um, you're hanging out, um, you're, 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 you know, making money, trying to make plans to set up a baby crib and getting clothes sent and, you know, trying to be supportive as you can and trying to receive feedback from others to try to be a better father or the best father you can be. Um, and what I realized is once I had a child, I remember someone telling me, um, life is going to be your best teacher. There's no manual for the things that will prepare you in becoming a father or raising a son or a daughter. It's only life. You you can't be prepared for it. Um, there's, there's books and teachings and tips and you know, do this, do that, but, you know, um, life is the best experience, and looking back on it now, whoever that person was, they were right, um, I had my firstborn son, I was excited as all get out, uh, he, he was born eight pounds, seven ounces, big boy, um, and, uh, so much so, my wife was all, all, belly because um, she at that time she was a petite person she still is small but you know um, she was all belly and before she had Cedric she was 120 pounds five foot three soaking wet so 
she was small, and so when she got pregnant, she she just looked like she carried a big basketball, and so um, I was overjoyed. But for her, you know, my our, our son broke her down to the point where she couldn't walk um, after uh, she had him for a few weeks, um, and so you know, I assumed, you know, now that we have the kid, had him home, I'm gonna just go back to life and just go back to work and just assume that, you know, my wife is going to take on these responsibilities. And as long as I'm bringing home good money, she bringing home good money, things will just work themselves out naturally. And I was <laughs> totally wrong um, because within months, um, that healthy baby uh, took a left turn. And what I mean by that is um, my wife, was was breastfeeding um, him for about, I might get this wrong, Tanya, so if you're listening, I'm sorry, but maybe three to five months. Um, but he was he was eating so much that she couldn't keep up. And we decided to go to formula or, or like a half and half, half breast milk, half formula. And he had a reaction to it that wasn't good, um, so much so that he stopped eating uh totally he he would not t- take in uh the formula and then uh no that's not what happened first once she switched from breast milk to um formula before he stopped uh stopped eating he had eczema it was like as soon as she got off breast milk and went to formula skin broke out and it was tough for me. Um, I went through a lot of anger um, and a lot of like scared and just um, not knowing what to do. Um, and I will say that, you know, anger oftentimes root cause is either fear or lack of control. And so when his skin broke out, it seemed like a couple of other symptoms came with it, like he wasn't sleeping through the night, um, eczema. Uh, now the formula, he wasn't gaining weight, um, and then he didn't want to eat table food. And like all of that happened like back to back. Then on top of that, um, when we started to present table food, you know, around that, you know, six, seven month period, uh, found out he was allergic to fish and peanuts. And so had an allergic reaction to that. So imagine you go a baby that's getting fed breast milk and everything is good. And you're just trying to learn how to change diapers, learn how to stay up at night, learn how to, and all of a sudden, bam, um, eczema, bam, has uh, a form of colic, bam, not eating and and he's not gaining weight. And it's discouraging to see him on the BMI chart because now he's 10 and 11 months old and four or five pounds underweight. And it it, it just all came all of a sudden. And, you know, it, it was hard for me. I went through a lot of uh, discouragement, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration and I really didn't realize I dealt with anger issues until having kids 
And maybe those things just lie dormant. But a lot of weaknesses that I had came out when I became a father and it came out with my firstborn child. And so um, it, it, it was hard because there was times I had to put him in the crib and just let him cry. There was times that he would just cry for 45 minutes to an hour and that that noise screeching noise would would just stress me out um to the point where you know I had to reach out to different men and there was only maybe one or two that was really you know with there with me in the trenches and encouraging me and and praying for me and really being transparent on the own fatherhood most fathers um were just saying you'll get through it be strong um, but they couldn't relate because their experience was, well, mo- my wife dealt with most of that. I worked, you know, I just made sure, you know, they had what they needed, but I was at work. And so, but my experience wasn't like that. I had to learn how to be um, not just a provider, but um, somewhat of a nurturer um, as well. And so, but I also had to look in the mirror and realize that, man, you got a lot of problems. You got a lot of issues of pride and anger and anxiety and frustration and, and, um, even, you know, uh, just, just willing to give up, you know? Um, and so that, those issues that I dealt with as a father really pushed me to, deepen my relationship with God and go deeper into my, my, my hurts, habits, and hangups. And I, we talked about that, uh, with a good friend of mine, Anthony Wilson, which was the pastor that I was under, um, shameless plug. You can listen to that on the last episode. Um, but he was, he was the one that, that, that was just really there for me. Cause I didn't, you know, you're talking to a guy that, um, lost his father at 16 years old, um, lost his grandfather at, uh, 15 years old. And so I, I didn't have, you know, my, my mom is the only child and my dad's side, he had nothing but sisters. So I didn't have any uncles to go to. I didn't have a lot of cousins to go to. A lot of my male cousins were either wasn't in their kid's life at all, just vaguely, or they wasn't like how I was. And I was, you know, just as much, um, um, as a nurturer as my wife was sure I wasn't breastfeeding or I wasn't around the clock, but I did, I did do my fair share. And, you know, men, we have to realize that, you know, things, things have changed. What you think your father didn't have to do or that male figure or that stepfather, it's a strong change. You will have to do it. It doesn't matter if they didn't do it or not. Times have changed and your wife needs you in the same capacity um, to 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 go beyond just working. Um, and so I had to learn quickly um, how to adjust. And it wasn't a slow turn for my son. Um, uh, th- those 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 things that he was going through oftentimes strained our relationship and I didn't want to be bothered um, because I, I was afraid of what I could do to him. Um, and so I really had to seek help for that. 
um, and, and really had to do a lot of praying and a lot of digging. So, you know, you, you, you're looking at a guy now that is um, recovered from that, but is still in recovery because I still have to constantly discipline myself to be the best father that he is now. Um, he's almost six years old. Now he eats more than me again, uh, just like he was when he was first born. And you wouldn't even know he had eczema. Um, but at that time, uh, that wasn't the case. Um, and so, um, and then two years later, uh, here comes his sister, December 2015. And I was, um, I knew she was going to be a girl for some reason. I believe that was God telling me that. My wife wanted two boys. You know, uh, my wife was one of those moms that she wanted boys. Um, cause I believe that, you know, she thinks that boys are a lot easier, um, than girls to me, it didn't matter as long as they were healthy. And I feared that, you know, my daughter was going to have some of the same issues that my son did. Um, but surprisingly she didn't, um, she didn't have eczema. She wasn't, uh, up all the time at the middle of the night. I mean, she slept most nights every now and then she was up, but it wasn't nothing like my son. Um, she wasn't allergic to fish or peanuts. Um, she was pretty mild mannered for a long time. And I found myself connecting, uh, more with my daughter than my son. And I can go a little bit deeper with that. I think oftentimes, you know, daughters connect more with their fathers and mothers connect more with their sons. And I think it's easy to love them because you don't have an expectation um, because oftentimes you don't know what it's, you don't know how it's like to raise, uh, to be a woman. You don't know what it's like to be um, a woman. You don't know what it's like, uh, to raise another girl, but you know how to love them. Um, so it was often a little bit easier for my daughter more. And I often felt bad. And because I, I didn't have to deal with some of the same um, issues with my son. Um, and, it you know, my wife often got on me for that. And it, it made me feel bad. Um, but, you know, during 2015 was, again, another shift. And it was a shift because um, I, I, I left my job in the business world, which that's what I went uh, to school for, paid school for college to, to find a career. I left that to find my calling. And so I walked away from sales and marketing with two kids. Um, I, 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 and, um, walked away from the money and, uh, to, to just be more in tune as a father and be more in tune on what God wanted me to do. I, I just couldn't juggle both because I was failing in time management. Um, I left my job and then <laughs> convinced my wife that I quit my job. Started working for the school system to have more time, which was a good thing. But then a few months later, end up going back to school to become a pastor. <laughs> What kind of journey is that? Like, okay, you're home more now. Now you're not going to be home more because you're, you are becoming a pastor. 
And so, um, Tanya, if you're listening, I just wanted to say thank you for, you know, sticking with me through some tough times. Um, I know it wasn't easy because at that time I was still trying to figure it out, still trying to be every place at one given time. And the reality is you can't. And your first calling before you're anything is that you're a husband and you're a father and that's your ministry. Um, And just a side note um, for anyone that's listening, this podcast is not just for Christians. Um, I know I drop a lot of Christian references and a lot of scripture and um, but that's just a part of who I am. And I'm just being my authentic self. When you hear me, whether you're hearing me trying to crack a joke, whether you're hearing me uh, using hip hop, whether you're hearing me, um, I'm just being the authentic me. This is not a facade for the podcast. This is just who I am. Um, And so this is this podcast is open to anybody, whether you're a Christian or not. You can you can find a nugget in here. If you listen and, and you dig deep enough, you can find a nugget in here um, that can help you become a better father, that can help the ladies out there um, that are struggling to find good men that can be transparent and that can be real uh, w- with their life. Um, and so that's what I want to be. Uh, and that's why I started this podcast. Um, but anyway, um, my second child um, really helped me to understand that I couldn't be all things to all people. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, I had to tell a lot of people no from my job. Nope, I'm not going to after work go to this uh, sports bar and have drinks. Nope, I'm not coming on Sunday for a baseball game with the co-workers to build community. Nope, I'm not going to be a usher. Nope, I'm not going to uh, do this and do that. Matter of fact, I'm only going to be able to do one or two things outside of my family because what I realized is is that you can serve a lot, you can you can do a lot of things, but if it's not having an impact, if it's not being effective to yourself and those around you. You're really just showing up and your calling is your family, your 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 first member of your church or your uh, tribe is your wife. The next members are your kids. And if you're not in tune with them, then everybody else you, you will fall average to. Um, you have to be in tune with uh, the people that are closest to you the first. And I would tell that to anybody. And so um you know, I, I spent a lot of years, uh, you know, once my daughter came, even though she didn't have some of the same health conditions, just trying to figure out time management. It felt easier mentally. So I thought I had more time. But what I realized is years past, I, I don't have more time, even though I'm a little bit more mature, a little bit more experienced. Um, my family still needs me. Um, and so you know, um, after, you know, after years of, of going through stages of, you know, anger and, and anxiety and fear and pride, um, I began to seek help. 
Um, I began to seek help and it wasn't an easy thing. Um, it wasn't like I could just Google something and all these things appeared. I had to do some digging. And um, as I digged, um, I was able to find uh, an anger management class that I went to that I did for, um, I want to say, four months that I had to cough up $45 for. And that, that helped me. And then I also did another program uh, through a church called Celebrate Recovery. And that really helped me. Um, and so, um, because I didn't, I didn't want to continue to, to be angry. I didn't want to continue to be, uh, just present, but not making an impact. I wanted my kids to know me. Um, and you know, I didn't have, uh, like I said, my father, uh, was only around, uh, for 16 years and he passed away. My grandpa passed away at 15. Um, so I didn't have a lot of people I could go to. Um, and even though I was seeing my pastor for like counseling sessions, it, it was like, it wasn't enough. Not saying he wasn't enough, but he just needed more. Um, it's, it's like somebody you're hungry um, and somebody giving you a cracker, but you really need a, a three course meal, um, to help you get through your, your hunger or your starvation. And so I, I went through two different programs, uh, um, within the last two years. And so through, through those, uh, programs, it gave me, um, the motivation to start this podcast, um, because if I know that if I can make it and I'm still recovering, um, just because I came through these things, it doesn't mean that I, 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 I don't have to continue to do the same things that is giving me, um, peace of mind has given me, um, joy and, and, and love for my kids and not always angry or, or bitter or frustrated or, you know, just, afraid um i have to continue to do those things and no i don't take medication or no i don't see um, a therapist but there's things um routinely because the routine is what got me to recovery the routine of of studying the routine of being transparent the routine of of journaling and and owning my mistakes and and asking for forgiveness of others and, you know, retraining my mind. I have to constantly do that. And so um, I felt like in my journey, um, I needed to start a podcast because, you know, dads, dads need to hear. Um, dads need to hear um, that, that the realness of a father um, that wants to make a difference in their child's life. And I know there's plenty of them out there. Um, and so I'm, I'm wrapping it up. Um, but this is just who I am in a nutshell. Um, my life so far as a father, um, yeah, I love my kids. And this year, this summer, 2019 has been the best summer so far. And it's not because they're so much older. Um, but it's because of my heart, um, having, uh, the patience and the love and the peace and the joy of myself and wanting to be around them 
even when they make mistakes, even when they mess up, even when they're just being kids, um, having that quality time to build with them so that they can know who I am, um, my ups, my downs, and the impact and difference um, that I want to make in the world uh, for them so that if my daughter decides to get married, she knows who to look for. My son can model um, some of the same things that I modeled in the home of, of being patient, of being kind, of forgiving, of, you know, owning your stuff and, and, and working on being the best person you can be, uh, to glorify God. And so, um, this has been Chalmer and this has been all of an episode of me, myself and I, um, if you made it all the way through, this is me. And if you didn't, you got to play it back. <laughs> but until until next time, until in between time, I will talk to you later. This has been another episode of Fatherhood Fridays.